You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm holy water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my with J-Dubs and Rocky. And Nora. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rock in Royal Oak, Michigan. Be sure to find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Hump day. What, what, what day is it, Jackie? Jackie, what day is it? <laughs> I know. I know. I've heard that many times. What are you doing over there? Homework? Yeah. Yeah? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't do homework. Yeah. I do have some news for you, though. Oh. You ready? I don't Jack? know. I don't know. What? Mom, momager. What? I'm moving out. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You don't believe me? <laughs> That's really funny. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Are you really? Marie. No. I'm, I'm, a five text, years. I'm gonna text Jess right now and tell her to save back. <laughs> you're really Mom, you're supposed to be sad about this. I am sad. When are you moving? No. Uh I'm not moving. But oh, yeah. uh That's what I thought. One of my friends texted me the other day and we've been talking. Anna Marie and I, we travel mm-hmm. a lot together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, let's. I like AP. I know, we love AP. And she's mm-hmm. like, hey, let's move in together. And I was like, oh, that oh, ought to be interesting. Yeah, I was like, I'm on a little bit of credit card debt. Well, I'll hit you back in like six months. <laughs> you mean six years? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, then it kind of spurred a little research. Mm-hmm. So I was looking in some of the best places to live. Okay. Um, and I was kind of surprised by the results that I found. So in. The U.S. Pittsburgh came as the best place like to live for young people. Really? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Picks- yeah. That's I was What's like in Pittsburgh. I don't know. That's what I said. I was like the Steelers. Sure. I'm so surprised that you know that. Like I'm honestly. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's right, right now. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then some place in Iowa, Austin, Texas came up third on the list. Oh, that doesn't which, surprise yeah, me. That didn't surprise me at all. That is a music. Yeah. Capital. Yep. Detroit's then- music capital, but. Sure. Austin's And up then there. Salt Lake City came up, which... Really? I love Salt Lake City, so I was not surprised by that one. Um, and then Cambridge, Massachusetts, and Ann Arbor was seventh on the list, but Detroit wasn't on it at all, which kind not of surprised yet. me. Not yet. Yeah, but I How was like, How old Detroit is the study? Is, like last year. Really? Yeah, I was like, Detroit huh. is hopping. But um, then I looked up the best places to live in Michigan for young people, and uh, there was mostly like... 
like Detroit suburbs. So um, like Brush Park, Corktown and Midtown were all in the top five. Okay. And then Heritage Hill and um, Hartsid um, in Grand Rapids were amongst some of the that other. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of surprised. So where Detroit, are you moving to? I don't know. I think I'm just going to be a gypsy and just yeah. live everywhere. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> live off the land. Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't believe me? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But um, maybe I'll just move in with my other mom, Nora, when she gets back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's not going to come back if <laughs> she's listening right now. So don't like, oh, say that. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, when you're ready. I'm never going to be ready. I'm you. just going to. You're starving. I'm just going to add an addition right onto my bedroom. Why would I leave? Yeah. Everyone like always asking that. I'm like, my mom is such a good cook. Like you yeah. don't even understand. Like, I don't that's know true. why anyone would Maybe leave. that's maybe that's why I have to stop doing. I, have to I stop swear. cooking. We had um Olivia's birthday. Yes. Which her birthday is gonna be this Saturday. weekend. This Saturday. Happy yep. Birthday, Happy birthday, Liv. Olivia. Mm-hmm. But Every uh, for all of our birthdays, you're always like, "Where do you guys want to go? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys, we want to take you I out know. for your birthday." Every year, we're like, "Go, well, I mean, You better be cooking something." I know what's new, right? I know, but you, so, you outdid yourself for Liv's birthday. Well, you know, I do. I think with you too. Oh, I agree. but every time okay. it's just like you take it up a notch. We well, had pasta, yeah, and this huge spread. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. She probably so gets a, a little more pampering because she did move out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's bull crap. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. So I, I just have a little funny story I have to tell you. Okay. Um, so yesterday, mm-hmm. you know how you guys don't like to go to the store with me because I hate going to the store with you. I know because it's a nightmare. You don't have to say hate. Okay. You I loathe hate. going to you the don't... store with you. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, because I like to make friends wherever I go. And it's you not don't just like that. that. That's not the only reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so yesterday I was being conscientious of the time and so, I thought, okay, I'm just going to run in and get what I have to get two and come hours out. later. Okay. But I got to tell you what happened. <laughs> I started no conversations with anybody. I just went. I kept my curiosity in my purse. And sure you did. Did what I had to do. So listen to what happened though. I'm in line at the register unloading my cart. Okay. And the cutest couple standing behind me, they were next in line, mm-hmm. probably in their early to mid eighties. Okay. I'm already in love. Randomly, the guy says, Are you living your passion? I was like, Oh, that's I what gotta, took you we so gotta long. Talk. <laughs> we gotta talk. I oh my god. Nobody's ever said Who, that to me. That but is the cutest thing I've ever 80 heard. Year old in the store, standing oh. in line, just looked at me and said, "Are you living your passion?" Oh my gosh, that is so cute. So of course, so, I had to get into a conversation. Of course, with him. yes. No wonder. And he's living his passion. Is he? What's yes. he doing? Well, he said he used to play hockey when he was younger. Okay, but he. Can't play hockey anymore, but he still skates and he skates and he Aww. does yoga and he does. I thought he said like tai, tai chi. chi or something Aww, like that. Oh my yeah, gosh. I, I wish I would have met it. this man. I know. Why didn't you take a picture? What was those are grand worthy moments. I okay, know. we've talked about this. You can't pass up those. I told him about the Nooner show, and but I, I just can't believe that somebody said that. Are you living your passion? I was oh like, my oh gosh, my god, this is so awesome. Cute. Yes, let's talk about passion. Oh my let's gosh. stand here and ask everybody else if they're living their passion because I want to know. But that I have to go because my daughter is going to kill you. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, that is the cutest thing ever, though. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like that's what you're going to be like when you're an old person. Just asking people. You're randomly. just going to be like. 
Yes. They're going to be like, oh, that old lady sitting at the bench at the grocery store yeah. again, interviewing people. <laughs> Avoid her. <laughs> Avoid her. Well, they won't. They're going to want to sit down sure. and tell me about their passion. But anyway, speaking of somebody who's pursuing their passion, we have a special guest here in the house. I know. I am really excited I'm to so get started I'm so excited here. about this. So let's get started. You are listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support, and we hope you get inspired to take your leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook and follow us at The Nooner Show on Instagram. This segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. As many parents often do, they work tirelessly to encourage their kids to pursue their dreams. Oftentimes, it's because their own dreams have been lost in the race of life. However, leading by example is one key way to teach kids the value of their dreams. Successful businessman by day and creative songwriter by night, Andy Gutman did just that. He spends late nights releasing his creativity by writing songs. To date, he has written more than 300 songs. Not being sure what about the destiny would be for his those songs, Andy was sure of one thing. His product had to be something that added value to people's lives. Stemming from an intriguing conversation with his wife, Leslie, and daughter, Riley, about cat- caterpillars in fashion, Andy put into practice what he preaches and wrote a song based about that conversation. Like a caterpillar transforming into a beautiful butterfly, the song transformed into a beautiful children's book called Charlie the Caterpillar. The journey didn't stop there. Within just a couple of years from the initial conversation, he is now an award-winning author with four published children's books. He continues to add value to the lives of many by spreading hope and the messages of encouragement. Welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you for having me. Andy Gutman. Yes. First of all, I have to tell you, um, so when we, you know, heard we were going to have a businessman by day and then he's a children's author at night, it's like you you have this idea in your head, like, I wonder what it's like. You know, like the books are going to be how to save money or how to um, (laughs) strategize for college or something like that. Someone... Uh, we got the envelope dropped off, and we're going to take pictures of these yeah. books. I was so ex- – I was like a little kid because oh. these books are so beautiful, um, and the messages are absolutely amazing. So we're going to start off with Charlie the Caterpillar because that's your first book, right? That is. That and was this, my first one. This just started two years ago, right? Yeah, it was about that time that I started publishing. Yeah. That you started wow. publishing. Yeah. Okay, do you – do you have an? I mean, did you start other books? Because I know you start with a song, which is really interesting, right? Yeah. So that that was the first book that I, I started to write and really um, bring to the forefront of it. Okay. I'd written hundreds of songs before I even started to publish, but that was one that uh, was really near and dear to me. So it became the first one that was published. Well, so what was it about that conversation that? was near and dear to you? Like what made you want to actually take it, do a song and then a book? You know, there was such passion. My daughter and wife were talking about actually, uh, you know, this, what happens to the caterpillar when it's in the cocoon. And my daughter was so excited. She was studying it at school. It's actually a very frightening process inside the cocoon, but uh, we didn't go there. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she was just so impassioned by it, and I said, "Oh my God, this is so exciting! We should write a song about it." And as you know, now she's 
getting older. Everything I do embarrasses her. So she's like, Dad, don't do that. It's embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> and, and so, Took I, her out of and it. so I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Like any good parent. <laughs> yes. Right. Of course. <laughs> and, and I'm hoping one day they say 30, she'll be <laughs> so just 15 more years to go. Oh wow. Um, but you know, then it, the song was written, and I had a vocalist uh, do the the singing, and I had this instrumentalist. Uh, create this great EDM beat to it. Yeah. And um and I played it for her and she loved it. Aww. And I'm like, oh I'm so glad you love it. Let's let's make it into a book. And she's like, Dad, you're so embarrassing. Stop it. <laughs> so we did. And uh and that was really it was just exciting. But we you know the the concept changed. I wanted it to be more than just about a fashion show yeah. for a caterpillar trying to yeah. turn into a butterfly. And it became more of um, you know, uh, everyone is beautiful in their yeah. own way and, uh, and and trying to find the value that you have and feeling good about yourself for who you are. Right, And right. teach that lesson to my daughter who, you know, growing up, it's tough to figure out where your value is. And Well, and especially with social media, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, the thing because kids, I mean, they start with social mm-hmm. media at such a young age and they're constantly comparing because mm-hmm. obviously on social media, the only thing we put up is the best site. And so they're kind of, that's what I loved about this book is that it was it was a really simple message but you nailed it with you you're right we're all born with a gift. Like you don't have to wear somebody else's suit and they have a chance too is is part of the stuff that you said in this book. Um how did you make it sound so simple though? How it's all everything in life is simple, isn't it? Is it really? <laughs> no, 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 okay. Because how do you go from like one mindset in business and then shut down or separate that and go into this creative world and try and get a message across to kids and not make it overbearing or, or too wordy? Or like, how did you you were able to take that message and just simplify it? And make it so kids could understand. But yet during the day, I, I can't imagine the kind of stuff you deal with in your position. Yeah, it's all pretty much caterpillars and, uh, and butterflies. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> during the business I day. want your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, one thing, people think when you're in business, you can't be creative. Now, if you're an accountant, you can't be creative because <laughs> that's against the rules. Actually, those are the kinds I like, though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like the more creative ones. <laughs> well, those are the kinds that land you in jail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think in business, if you're not creative, you become stagnant and right. you fall apart. And so uh, I've always tried to bring creativity to the business world. Yeah. Um, not in the same manner, but it's about creating simplicity. If you explain to someone something in a business manner that's so complicated that they don't understand it, uh, you're going to lose them. And, they, they, you know, you just won't be able to be effective with them. So to me, it's all about creating simplicity. Right. And making sure it's easily understandable. Right. And and you're right, though. The best business people are those that are, you know, both left brain and right brain. And That's right. That can bring creativity into the workplace. So what did, I'm curious, though, what did your company think when you came out with this book? And Yeah, that was unexpected. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, you know, I warned uh, our ownership, our CEO, uh, about a week or two in advance. Hey, I've got this book coming out, and and I'd also been working on a business book that uh, is coming out shortly as well. Oh, so really? It was a he knew about that, and it was kind mm-hmm. of a step to the left instead. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was unusual, but uh, you know, it's it's really been amazing how the business world has embraced that, and it's brought me closer to clients wow. uh, and people that I work with because. Everyone can relate to the family, and everyone can right. relate to some of the lessons that I'm teaching. Right, right. Yeah. So. 
And now you have four books and within just a couple of years. Um, you said you, you start everything with a song. You have over 300 songs. How did, how did you become a songwriter? Like, were you a musician growing up? Did you, was music in your family? How did that happen? So a love of music was, was in my family. Everyone in my family loves music. Uh, we'd go on these road trips when I was a kid. And, you know, my dad would play these uh, eight-track uh, yeah, yeah, tapes yeah. Of, uh-huh. of music. And uh, I just fell in love with that. And uh, What kind he, of music? It was everything. Um, okay. You know, back then, my dad loved country and uh, rock and okay. pop. And so it was a little bit of everything. Uh, and I grew up kind of loving every genre. That did you was go to concerts there. when you were younger? Is, like, is that what you guys did as a family and stuff? No, not really. Okay. Um, I think my first concert was a group called Men at Work, if anyone remembers oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, but no, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't concerts. It was more just uh, listening, listening to, music, to and, music. And music is kind of the soundtrack to life, I think. I agree. And so I just grew up loving that my favorite artist is Prince. Oh, mine too. Just a musical genius. Yes, and I so, agree. Yeah, I mean, someone who can play 27 instruments or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, growing up loving that, uh, the, the only unfortunate thing is in my family, no one can sing. Okay. And so, or no one should sing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory about that, but yeah. it's for a different time. <laughs> yeah. You don't want me to sing. So, um and and I, I really was not great at musical instruments. I, I learned the guitar when I was younger, but not well. Okay. And uh, a few other instruments that I wasn't good at. But um, my father was uh, an English teacher. Oh. And uh, always taught me this love of writing. And so okay. early on, I would write poetry and songs that I never thought would ever be going anywhere. I just wrote them for myself. It was a release. And Gave me a good opportunity to be creative. That creative wow. outlet. Yeah. Um, now, why didn't you pursue that? You know, not being able to sing. Um, no, um, but like songwriting and becoming yeah. a writer for somebody else. So, I, you know, I grew up in a family where my dad was an educator and I always wanted to be an educator. And that okay. was something that we talked about. And uh, as I was going through high school, he said, you know, really, you need to go into business. And I think you need to rethink. You're not going to be a teacher. You're not going to do anything creative that doesn't pay the bills. And you, and he, of course, mm-hmm. he went through his life being a teacher, uh-huh. then an administrator. And so it was kind of like, don't do as I did, do yeah. as I say. Right. Um, but, you know, because he put me on that path, I kind of, I still had that appreciation for music, but yeah, it was just an afterthought for way too long. Mm-hmm. And in, in some ways, I wish I had started younger. And there's that regret that will always be there that, what could I have done if I really, you know? Yeah. So what what advice do you give to Riley as far <laughs> as career path? You know, I I'm, I try to teach Riley, who's now she's got a book of her own she's writing. And oh, wow. really? She's written a few songs that are out on my SoundCloud as really? well. Really? Oh, yeah, amazing. which is fun. So, I, you know, I try to tell her, pursue your passion. You can make a living at something if you love what you do. And you can make a life if you love what you do. But... Uh, not doing that, you'll never be happy at what you do. And I, and I love my business career. What I get right. to do during the day is amazing. But, uh, you know, if you follow your passion, that's so much more important. That's what life is really about. Wow. That's great. That is amazing. Um, I, that's interesting. So that takes me to the next book here, What Can I Be Today, which I I absolutely so cute. I love, love. Yeah, these books are beautiful. Oh, I mean, thank you. and then uh, well, we'll we'll get to Charlie, the stuffed animal, who's sitting right next to me <laughs> watching me. We'll we'll talk in just a minute about you, Charlie. But <laughs> so I noticed that the book um, also comes with a QR code. It does. 
And you scan the QR code, and wh- where does it take you? Does it take you to SoundCloud? Or? Yeah, it takes you actually to Gut Check Publishing, which is my website. Okay. And it takes you to the song. And the one thing I struggled with with all the books was trying to find a way, because they're so based on the music, I feel like if you don't hear the music, you lose a little bit with the book. Yeah, okay. And so I worked with the publisher, and that as the books continued to evolve, to find a way that very simply you could get to the music. Yeah, that's that's great. And the other thing I liked about this one, What Can You Be Today, is um, at the end of the book, or towards the end, well, I want to ask you about something that it says in here. Um, you have where it says, draw what you want to be. And you have, well, throughout the book, there's all different examples. Like this one's for you, Rocky. I can be a rock star and go out on tour. Yeah, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have all kinds. You know, I can be a doctor. I can be an explorer. I can be a landlord. I mean, things you don't think about uh, that parents would say to their kids, you know. Um, so you've got a page where you can draw what you want to draw. Um, but then there's also... I want to ask you about this last page. Like when you do you go to schools and do presentations or read? the? Okay, so let me ask you about this one. Um, It's towards the end of the book. And it says, if I put my mind to it, I know I can do it. Anything I want, if I'm willing to go through it. How do you explain if you're willing to go through it? Yeah. So to me, it's teaching kids, you know, that sometimes to get to your dreams, you have to work hard. It's something I teach my daughter. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really important lesson that, you can accomplish anything you want, but it doesn't always just fall into your lap. You don't, you know, no one hands you a recording right. contract and says, you know, okay, yeah. go go with it. But uh, it's really teaching them. It's about hard work, work hard in school, work hard at what you love, and, and you can do anything. And I, I truly believe that to be true. Do you, do you think... Uh, and I'm glad you, you're saying this stuff because I, I believe the same thing. But there are people that... Um, you know, in their 50s and are finding that they never really pursued what it was that was in their heart. Um, They, you know, were, um, I don't know, conditioned to take the safe path or whatever. And they're very unfulfilled, professionally unfulfilled. What kind of advice do you give to them? Like, how do they start? What do they do? Is it too late? Yeah, I think it's never too late to do what you want to do. And really what, what spurred me on to get the books going, aside from just wanting to leave a great legacy for my daughter and have something she can pass on to her kids and their kids, Yeah, um, I had a coworker in business. He, he shared an office next door to me for a long time. And one of the things that, that uh, you know, he would always tell me, when I retire, I'm going to go travel the world and I'm going to spend time with my grandkids. And in five years, I'm going to do that. And then four years and three and sad story for me, but a, a, an eye-opening one because you know, two years before he was going to retire, he went home from work on a Friday night and was on the phone, dropped to his knees, and instantly passed away from a oh heart attack. Oh my, my gosh! But it was a it was a good wake up call. I mean, I you know, I, I, there's a few songs I've written, uh, you know, in his honor and on his behalf mm. um, because it it really ha- made a difference in my life. But it gave me a an idea that you know I I need to race to the finish line because I'm not in my 20s anymore it's you know well and that's the thing we we um we think we can control time and yeah. we can't you have a finite amount you never know what that exactly. ending date is yeah wow well that's interesting that is really interesting as a songwriter 
so you've been writing songs forever and is that something you've just like kept going or is it like since you were young you've just written songs forever or is that something that kind of came on later in life no i started when i was probably a teenager was mm-hmm. when i i mean I, i'm sure i wrote before that but yeah. i'm not sure that anyone would want to read anything <laughs> i wrote before that uh, but I really started writing as a teenager, just as a, you know, I don't sleep much. Mm-hmm. So it would be two in the morning wow. and concepts would come into my head. Wow. And so, yeah, I've been writing a long time. Some are still relevant, those songs, mm-hmm. but some, yeah, I look at and go, yeah, that that might, that doesn't make sense today, but <laughs> 20 years ago, <laughs> and, maybe. And when you're writing, do you have melodies and like how, what's your writing process like when you write songs? Yeah, it it really varies. Sometimes... A phrase will come to me and I mm-hmm. build on that mm-hmm. and it's before I've even heard the music. Mm-hmm. Other times, you know, I'm listening to instrumentals that mm-hmm. uh, these great producers I work with will send to me and mm-hmm. say, hey, can you do something with this? Yeah. And uh, so it, it varies. So you have a team of people that you're that you work with. Yeah. Team is probably the wrong word for it. There's a, <laughs> there's a variety of really incredible uh, musicians mm-hmm. that I've had the, the pleasure and luxury of, of learning from wow. and working with. Um, no one that I would say is, is a set part of my team, but there's probably three or four singers that I work with mm-hmm. more than others that have done the vast majority of my songs mm-hmm. and instrumentalists and producers that have done a lot of them because I find when I really enjoy working with someone and the, Creative process is flowing both ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing better in the oh, world. Oh, yeah. And I, I tend with to that. stick with those people. And so, when you're working on a project for a song, like, do people come to you? Do you have singers that come to you and say, "I need a song about, I don't know, love and this and that"? And can you do you write for other people? Uh, just starting to actually in the last few years, I've had a few people that I that you know now that they know that I write songs, mm-hmm. they'll come and say, "Hey." Uh, I have one uh, guy I'm fortunate to know who came to me and said, I'm working on a half-hour sitcom, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, wow. you know, I'd like to get a title track going from you. I can't tell you that they'll use it. Oh, but wow. That so is so great. It was fun to do that, and it, it didn't. that's one that didn't get picked up um, and licensed, but but it was a fun process because I was trying to get his perspective and the, yeah. the character that he was creating. And that was fun. And I've done a few more of those that, uh, you know, knock on wood will hopefully make their way into the, you know, the public's view. That's very cool. So we're going to listen to a song right now, but, um, before we do, so Charlie, the caterpillar, you, you hear the conversation, you get excited, you go and you write a song. How long did it take you to write the song? Uh, that song took about an hour. That's wow. it? Yeah. Some songs, though, they sit in some kind of format where I'll come back to them. I had a song that I started 20 years ago mm. that I just finished a month ago. Wow. Really? And, you know, it really varies. I don't throw away what I have if it's not working. I right. set it aside, right. sometimes for a long period yeah. <laughs> of time. And, but sometimes it, when it just flows, I can write a song in five minutes if wow. it's flowing. Wow. And I can write a song in 20 years if it's not. What <laughs> made you go back to that song? To Charlie the Caterpillar? Or to, the to the song oh. from 20 years ago. You know, I, I picked up the concept from 20 years mm-hmm. ago, and I said, it's so relevant to me today. Yeah. But I didn't have the the words, the right words yeah. back then to capture it. Mm-hmm. And oh, now wow. I do. Uh, but sometimes I'm just thumbing through. Back then it was all, you know, by hand in yeah. notebooks. Um, and I'm, so sometimes I can't even read the writing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? Wow. Those books, those are notebooks are going to be worth uh, I know. a lot of money. Oh. So, Riley, if you're listening, hold on to those <laughs> <Yeah>. books. <laughs> I like the way you think. Oh, you. seriously. Um, okay, let's listen to Charlie the Caterpillar. And this is the other surprising thing is just how different the music is. 
was not at all what I was expecting. That was awesome. Now, I was not expecting do, that. No, I know. No. When I, first, I was expecting singer-songwriter, like, guitar vocal, very, like, chill. Acoustic. Yeah, I was yeah. not expecting a banger like that. No, I know. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Well, who's the singer on that? So the singer on that, uh, he, we can't use his name on the oh. re- because his contract prohibits him from that. Oh, oh. I see. Uh, okay. He's a, an amazing singer. Yes, amazing. Great voice. Yeah. So great. Yeah. 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 So how did... 
that come? So you wrote the lyrics. I wrote the lyrics. You, so you came up with the song and what you wanted. But how did how did that happen? Where it turned out to be this dance groove song like that? Like, did you have an idea that that's how you wanted it? Or I did. So what were you were you thinking of kids when you were? writing this and putting it together and like what age group and stuff like that? Or, or were you just thinking of, you know, parents that are reading the book and they need to enjoy it too? Or who did you have in mind? Yeah, I wanted it to be enjoyable for the kids and for their parents as well. And and sometimes I do look at the singer songwriter aspect because it seems like every kid's book, someone's got to be sitting in front of the kids strumming a guitar yeah. very slowly. And, right. And that's not what I wanted. I thought, you know, I wanted the parents to be engaged. I wanted it to be mm-hmm. something where everybody could get up and dance. And I think uh, when I go to some of the schools, um, I bring a dancer with me who teaches the Charlie dance. And it gets the You're kids involved. So cool. And it gets the parents involved. And everyone loves to dance. So yeah. it's kind of fun for them. And that's So I worked with this great EDM artist who uh, he puts out amazing instrumentals. And this was one of my favorites that he did. And I said, everybody, you know. Kids and adults are going to right. want to get up out of their yeah. seats and oh, dance to right. that. So what's the Charlie dance? Oh, I, yes, I'll show you that uh, after the show. Yeah, <laughs> we got a video. I know. Wait, did you come up with that? No. I, oh. I, I have a woman who, who dances. Um, her name is Heaven. She works uh, for one of the local modeling agencies, and uh, she started to come to uh, the events with me. She wears these great neon uh pants oh, and fun. really gets the kids involved and teaches them, you know, some great dance moves. Things that they know, you know, they they know yeah. some of the Fortnite moves and some yeah. of the other yeah, things. Yeah. But so it's it's. I know some of those. Oh. You know, <laughs> maybe she knows we, maybe them. Maybe we but... should see those. <laughs> yeah. that, no, that might definitely. be Definitely, I think we should definitely. No, right? I'm, I'm we'll one do, of those we'll do people an Instagram that live. And, uh... <laughs> no, we won't. So, how long did it take to put this whole thing together? Because in addition, you've got the book, you've got the CD, you've got the Charlie dance. And now sitting in front of me, which we're going to take a picture of this, Rocky, is this beautiful stuffed animal, Charlie, the butterfly, is sitting right in front of me. And this is just beautiful. So how did this whole, I guess, take us through the process as far as you come up with the evolution. Yeah, the evolution. Like, how Mm -hmm. did you, is this all you saying, you know what, is this the business side of you coming in and saying, I've got to create this whole strategy some of it's been an evolution. You know, I'm learning as I go. Okay. Um, some of it is what works and doesn't work. So, you know, the actual um, butterfly that you see in front of you came out of, uh, all right, I'm giving away books to kids. I'm selling the books, and um, uh, but there's nothing tangible that they can hold, and kids love having right. that. And so it was an evolution to say, how do we get them more engaged? And and the character comes to life for them. Right. And the next evolutionary stage is, is this costume we have that – uh, that's being put together now that'll look like the Charlie uh, oh. stuffed animal. And wow. we'll send that out to schools and to hospitals where kids oh. can get inspired by the bright colors and yeah, all the beauty no that's kidding. Charlie. Will, will you have it like for Halloween costumes too? So that like kids can buy it for and be Charlie for Halloween? Hopefully if it takes off, it'll become <laughs> that. Oh, I think this is going to take off because it's just beautiful. And I, now when you, so you have, the four books right now. Do you have anything else in the works? Uh, I mean, it didn't take you long to put four together and have a couple of awards. <laughs> so what's taking you so long? What's I know. The next one? <laughs> I know. I know. It's <laughs> oh, that job, right? Right. <laughs> it's been since December since I put out a book. So yeah, come um, on. <laughs> I really, you know, I've I've always been of the mind that I want to make sure I concentrate on the books and and make them successful and 
uh, enjoyable for, you know, and they've run their course at least uh, so I can move on to the next one. Um, I've got, in terms of children's books, there's songs that I have that are, it could take me to as many as 12 books right now. Wow. Wow, really? But I wanted to focus on it. And the latest one, the Charlie, What Can I Be Today one, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the proceeds from the sale of that have been going to uh, three different charities. Uh, wow. Project Night Night, Brilliant Detroit, and Beyond Basics that all focus on you know things that are in the best interest of children, children's literacy, helping oh, children wow. in need. So. I've been really focused on not putting anything out until I feel like we've done as much as we can for great organizations that look out wow. for children. Wow. That's amazing. Let, let me ask you this. Why is that so important to you? You're, yeah. you're a busy person. You have a great career. Um, sounds like you have a great life. Why is this so important to you? You know, one of the things I think um, originally I did this for my daughter, and I always think I've tried to give her a good life as well, but as I continued to go to schools and read to kids, teach kids, talk to them, uh, I realized the necessity, you know, the environment some of them are in is, is less than, you know, pleasing for them. It's, it's not a great atmosphere. And so uh, it tugs at my heartstrings, you know, watching kids grow up without things. And it also has I've learned from some of these great people that have worked with all the teachers that I've run into who talk about the need for these kids to be reading at grade level by third grade or else they're left behind. And uh, the number of kids that are being left behind right now, and that just tugs at my heart. Yeah. And I want to do everything I can to make sure that, you know, no child is is left behind. Wow. Wow. That's great. That is so beautiful. Um, Now, will all of your books, do you think, have some type of message, takeaway, um, other than just entertainment? That's that seems to be the route that most of them have. There's some message in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few songs I've written that could be books that are more just simple fun, and we'll see if they you know if they end up making the cut of what's next. But wow. I like sending a message and yeah. having something people can take away. Yeah. How did Charlie get his name? Oh, that's a good question. You, you know that is a that is a good <laughs> question. Um, I, I really have no great answer for it. It wasn't some <laughs> huge thing where I went through a list of names. Yeah. Um, it's not like picking a baby's name when you go <laughs> get the book out. No. <laughs> it, it just became part of the songwriting process mm-hmm. where it was the first name that I came to. Yeah. And it just fit. Uh, yeah. And it just seemed to work and, and fit. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Wow. I, what, which is your favorite book? So my personal favorite is the book Even. Oh, yeah. Which, that's, a, that's a tugging uh, story there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that one to me was it was very personal. It was actually the first song I wrote for my daughter, mm-hmm. wow. and it was really about um, you know there was a a couple of days, and I work a lot of hours, and there was a couple of days where she was asleep when I left in the morning and asleep when I got home, and uh, you know it just it, it said to me you know I was like oh I'm, I miss her so much even though mm-hmm. I can kiss her good night and she's right there in her bed mm-hmm. yeah I didn't get to see her or talk to her when she was awake, mm-hmm. and it it. So I wrote the song Even to let her know that even when I'm not with you, you're always on my mind. You're loved. You're cared for. These are just beautiful. They are beautiful. Thank you. You know what else I think is so cool is that it's from a dad's perspective Mm -hmm. always. I mean, you're probably – there's probably so many great dads out there that wouldn't know how to express their feelings Mm -hmm. or, you know, what they can say. And you're giving them this – 
platform here that they can read because I'm sure that a lot of dads feel this way. But yeah, this is just so. What does Riley think now, and and what does your wife think now that you have these four books, the CDs, the stuffed animals? <laughs> well, you know, my daughter is a teenager now, so yeah. everything I do embarrasses her um, to the major. <laughs> just another year, so or a couple of years actually. Yeah. But yeah. but you know the um, the creative side of things. I think it feels like she's getting into that herself, and yeah. she's got this great creative side. You know, I. I think if I had half the talent at her age that she has, I'd, it would be amazing. And so, you know, watching her write her, you know, she's writing this science fiction book that's oh, pretty cool, cool stuff. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, her songwriting and her, just her creative nature. She's she's doing art recently and she's been doing drawings that are really incredible. So, you know, I'm I'm more inspired by her than, than I'm sure she is by me, but uh, yeah. You know, my thought is when she's an adult, I think she'll appreciate this more than the embarrassing dad as a teenager. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Um, Now, how did you, um, like, create an environment at home that would make her comfortable to get out of a comfort zone and and go to that creative side? Yeah, I I think it's just I've always been one to tell her, you know, it's okay to try things and fail at them. It's okay to, you know, give it your best. But it's also okay to be yourself. And I've really put that, you know, when, when kids are young, they compare themselves to right. others. And she would come home from school and go, oh, this, this person's artwork is better than mine. This mm-hmm. person got 98% on a test and I got 97. Yeah. I'm like, you're not that person. You are your own special and unique person. So, you know, your your art is different than theirs. Your your knowledge level, you're going to excel at different things. And it's it's really about constant reinforcement of be yourself, be happy with who you are, be strong. And and know that just because you're different from someone else doesn't mean they're better. It also doesn't mean you're better. You all have something special. Right. So. How did you get that philosophy, you know, as a, as a parent and just as a person? Because, it, like, was it something that was instilled in you when you were young? Or is it just through, like, life experience? I think life experience more than anything mm-hmm. has taught me that. Growing up, I was this really shy kid who couldn't, you know, couldn't talk in front of others because mm-hmm. I never felt... I never felt I was worthy of that conversation, mm-hmm. like taking part in it. Mm-hmm. And over time, I've really become confident in myself and mm-hmm. and understood, you know, as soon as I stopped being jealous of what other people had and what I didn't have, mm-hmm. I started finding life was a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And so over time, it, it's taken a long time. I think anyone who, who goes through the process of gaining self-confidence mm-hmm. uh, realizes it's a journey. Yeah. And over time, it's just a little bit more every day I became aware of my own skills and that I don't have to compare myself to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that took going through a lot of a lot of shyness as a kid and uh, things that I think everybody goes through. Yeah. Right. So, can you teach that? I, I think you can. I think mm-hmm. you can teach. But people have to want to learn and they have to right. be open-minded to it. But it is, it's constant reinforcement. And I think kids need that. Mm-hmm. They need to know, celebrate this other kid's skills and celebrate how great they are at that. And then show them what you do really well mm-hmm. and let them celebrate that. And don't ever think someone's better than you. Mm-hmm. They're just different. Right. Mm-hmm. But right. it's teaching. Does, um, does your day job, your, your, your career, do you use like experiences from work to um, as inspiration for your songwriting or does your songwriting and the things that you come up with filter over to how you lead a company? I think it's a little of both. 
you know, the, the business side of me bleeds into the creative side and vice versa. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and I really, I, you know, with the books, the great thing now that it's out in the open that I do this crazy thing called songwriting <laughs> and book writing, um, it's, it's brought me closer to employees, it's brought me closer to clients who, before the conversations were more business. And we mm-hmm. might get creative on how we solve their concerns or how we right. work with them. But now there's a, a, a touch point that's familiarity. It's everyone you know who has kids can relate to that and the right. things they go through. And it's opened up a different world with that. And with the employees who, you know, I've always tried to be a good leader with them in, in my day job. Mm-hmm. But seeing the human side of me, which right. it's a different, and, and that's, it's really tough being that vulnerable where they now have a part of who I am right. in their hands mm-hmm. with the right. you know, with the books and the songs. Right. Wow. That that's really cool. I I just so now um Charlie the stuffed animal is Charlie the stuffed animal out now? Yeah, Charlie the stuffed animal is out now. Okay, so yeah. can people buy how well how do they get their book? Your books, first of all. Yeah, the books are sold anywhere that that books are sold, uh, amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com. Some of the, you know, remaining bookstores, the hard bookstores have yeah. them, especially local ones uh, here in Michigan. I really love putting them in the smaller bookstores. So, you know, because it's a such a great creative touch point, the people who are still in that business. Right. Creating their own, you know, daily uh, success. Uh, they're also available on my website, gutcheckpublishing.com. Gut check, that's different than gut men. Different than gut men. <laughs> so how do you spell that? It's G-U-T-C-H-E-C-K. Okay. And then the word publishing, all one word, okay. dot com. So they can order them directly from you? They can. And then uh, the stuffed animal, because this is just beautiful. This is such a great gift, too. Do you have these in gift shops? Uh, you know, I don't. They're actually just available online right now. Oh, these are, this should be in a gift shop, because this is a great gift to give the book, the CD, and the um, um the the stuffed animal. Now, do you um, if people order them from your website, will you sign them? Like, can they request messages or they can. personalize and everything like that? And so, where can you get the stuffed animal though? Also from the website. Also from my website. Okay, we have to take a I picture know. of this. It's so this cute. So I was looking cute. for Charlie on Instagram. Oh. So is Charlie on oh, Instagram or Facebook? Yeah. Or? There's pictures of Charlie on Instagram. Okay, and yeah, Facebook. I found a couple pictures of. Of Charlie on the gram. Yeah. Now, so do you have, um, have you been asked to? Because I I know you do presentations with kids and you read. But what about? Um, have you done presentations for parents? Like any parent groups yet? Have they invited you yet? Because I could see yeah. you going in and you know just teaching parents on how to encourage creativity and mm-hmm. foster that kind of environment. Yeah. So uh, I've I've spoken with a few parents groups and uh, worked at a couple of events that were parent oriented. I've got one coming up. Uh, the Women's International Show that's uh, that oh. I'll be speaking at, and oh, cool. where where is that Novi? That's in Novi. At what, the what is Suburban that? Show Place? Yeah, that's huge. It is a week from Sunday, I believe. Oh, that I'll be there. It's that whole weekend. Oh, you're going to be there the whole weekend? No, I'll be there on Sunday. On Sunday, and the what's... first weekend of May. First, oh, it's May. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, first weekend of May. Okay, uh, that's a great show. So you're going to be there on Sunday. What time? Uh, the, we'll post that on the site. I, oh, okay. Uh, I'm screwing okay. it up already with saying this, this month. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And you're, what are you going to, can you give us an idea a little bit about what you're going to talk about or? Yeah, I don't want to get too, I know. too into it. I know. You know spoil I know. the show. I know, no. But, uh, you know, what, what I do is I work with a singer that will come out and sing these songs live. 
And uh, there'll be at least one or two dancers that will be there, wow. uh, do some speaking and some reading. And uh, really, I want to. It's a creative journey for the people that attend, and hopefully, some fun for them as well. That's oh, excellent. that's great! That is so. There's cool. so many people that want to write a book, mm-hmm. and you know, for a lot of people, there it's they don't know how to get started. What would you? How would you advise somebody or coach them to to get started? How do you somebody who doesn't write songs yeah. but wants to write a book? Yeah, I would say um, you know the first thing is focus on the writing first before you focus on how you'll get it published and how you get it out there. Because the most important thing you do is the content, what your what your message is, what you're trying to do in whatever, whether it's songwriting, whether it's writing, understanding that and then writing that and making it the best it can be. Um, but I would say, you know, make it your own voice. That's the one thing that I've stayed true to with everything I've done. And I, you know, the style of writing I did is very much songwriting as opposed to writing for a children's book in a manner that most children's books go. The ebb and flow of a, a basic children's book is very different. Mm. But I would tell people, do it in your own style. Make it your own creativity. Then when you're ready to actually get it published, make sure you understand what you want to do with that. Do you want someone else to control your destiny? Do you want to have that control? Um, what are you willing to give up? And what are your goals? Is it? Do you want that bestseller? Do you want the awards? Or do you have a different purpose? And it's really understanding that. But... There are so many ways you can get out, whether it's music, books. There, there's nothing that should stop you from doing it these days because even I can do it, and I wasn't a singer, instrumentalist, but it, in this day and age with technology where it is, there's right. no reason you can't do it while still learning the process. Right. Wow. Um, what, what was your purpose for doing it? Yeah, the the initial purpose was you know, to, to leave a legacy for my daughter. And wow. that was that was everything that I wanted for her was to let her know she's loved, special, and, and you know, to have her something that, you know, will be with her her entire life. Can you just imagine what the world would be like if every child... Had a parent had, like that? Yeah, <laughs> learned that yeah. at a young age. It would just be a different world. Yeah. We just wouldn't have the issues we were having. Um, now... A couple of the books already um, earned awards, right? They did. So Charlie the Caterpillar is one of them. The Purple Dragonfly Book Award. How did this happen and when did you learn about it? Uh, I learned about the award now. It's it's about a year old for that particular book. They're, each one's won a few different awards. And, um, you know, the people that I work with have started entering things. Uh, as we go, sometimes I know about it in advance, sometimes I don't. Really? Oh, uh, so and sometimes I participate. Uh, I've always been a big fan of learning about what I can do better and growing and learning. And so some of these were entered as a way of saying, well, if I'm competing with the best people and the best writers, maybe I can learn how to be a better writer. And so I've lost more than I've won in terms of awards. But every time I've learned something about, oh, my God, the, this person did it a different way and it was so inspiring or you know yeah. from the detail of the books uh, so all the different awards whether you win or lose and and i feel that way in a, the business environment as well we right. enter a lot of contests as a company they give us feedback so we can be a better company better employers to our employees and so that's that's how some of that came together wow but it's it's always flattering when 
when there's a victory in the award well, arena. Yeah, like, yeah, especially when you just start out and it's only been two years. You yeah. have four books and they're <laughs> yeah. already getting awards. That's really impressive. Oh, thank you. So do you consider yourself a, an author now, a children's author? I mean, do you ever think about that? Uh, do I consider myself? I do nowadays. and yeah. And it's... So like when people say, what do you do for a living? What do you say to them? Yeah, and so now it's really fun. I say that I'm a businessman, a songwriter, an author, and a dreamer. Oh, that's I awesome. love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So explain the dreamer part. Well, you know, I think uh, the day you stop dreaming and thinking about what you can do in life and what's next is, is the day your life is pretty much ended because there's nothing really to live for if you're not dreaming and thinking of the next thing you want to do, the next goal, the next uh, the next idea. Yeah. And so to me... Uh, creativity is dreaming. It's it's maybe it's awake dreaming, but it's really um, being creative, uh, free flowing thoughts. Like in your dreams, uh, you don't control that. And I kind of feel like, as a dreamer, I'm always trying to create that next great thing. Wow. What do you think the next great thing's going to be for you? <laughs> well, for me, it's always learning. Um, but I don't know. I'm, you know, my hope with the songs, I've I've licensed several of them now. Um, mostly to things like overhead music where, you know, you're walking through the mall, you hear my song maybe uh, oh, during your wow. trip. But, uh, my, I mean, my ultimate goal with the songs, I would, I'd love to have one of them chart to the point where someone that, you know, I want to be sitting in a car one day, sitting next to someone, and yeah. my song comes on. And that to me, that would be, I could die a happy man at that point. <laughs> yeah. you know? If um if you could collaborate with any famous musician from past or present and and collaborate on a song, write together, who would it be? Well, famous musician, uh, you know, I'm I'm a Prince fan, so that's my. If I could collaborate with Prince, yeah, and I I, I don't think I'd ever be able to do that because well, alive, he was the most amazing, you know, yeah. musician ever. But I would say, after hearing the intro song to this show today, I want to collaborate with Brock. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was that was an amazing song. Thank you. So. That's great. Have you been to um uh Prince's uh museum out in Minneapolis? I haven't. And every no. year, you know, they hold an event every year. Uh I, I forget what it's called, but it's a it's a, an event for all the, you know, all the former artists that worked with him and all the fans go to Paisley Park Studios yeah. for a weekend. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I think it's maybe a celebration of prince or something yeah um and every year i look at the tickets for that and i go when am i gonna get away from all this for three days at a time it couldn't happen but that's that's something that is that on your bucket list it is i mean sounds like it all the great musicians yeah looks like a lot of fun (laughs) what um can you give us a sneak peek at all of what other topics you have lined up that you would like to um write about you know there's um i think it changes daily i've got 15 songs in some level of process that I'm working on right now. Wow. Um, you know, love, heartbreak, um, mm-hmm. any variety of human emotions that, you know, yeah. I, my songs tend to run the gamut of all that. Um, some people will be like, oh, that song was so depressing. And I'm like, good, that was the emotion I was yeah. trying to elicit. Yeah. Um, but there's no, there's no one topic that I would say I'm trying to do right now. Uh, they just come to me in, in different fashions. But uh, yeah, I'm working on uh, one of the ones that I'm really uh, excited about right now um, is is an emotional journey through the, the teenage years with my daughter. Oh, and, wow. Uh, so I'm hoping to put that out oh, shortly. We'll see if she likes that. We're going to have to have you back yeah. on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Um, we're going to listen to another song, and it's called um, What Can I Be Today? 
Well, you're giving um, these uh, the elementary schools and their music programs a run for their money. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. The, remember back in the day with music classes? Oh, yeah. I it remember. was nothing like this. <laughs> but what a great way to get kids to want to read the books through music. Because if you think about it, kids love music. I mean, yeah. everybody loves music. Right. You know, but they don't all love to read. Yeah. And this is. When I was thinking about Juju. Yeah. My cousin who's oh, six who is yeah. going to freak out when yeah. she sees a rainbow uh, butterfly. Yeah. Well, and, and she loves music. Well, and, and that's exactly it. She's yeah. always, you know, on YouTube singing these songs. Uh, and yeah. every time we're together, she sings yeah. me a new song. And she would love all of this. Like these songs would be right up her alley. Well, she and then be. here's the thing. They're, they're singing these lyrics. I can be yeah. this. I can. I mean, it's yeah. like automatically they're mm-hmm. just giving themselves these affirmations, they don't even know it. Right. Mm-hmm. Not like at our age where we have to, you know, look it up and say, okay, what can I do today? <laughs> <laughs> Who can I be today? <laughs> oh, gosh, I, I, I love everything you're doing. Oh, I, I you. just, I, I mean, are you surprised that just a couple years later, you're here talking about books and songs and... It, it has been a whirlwind of, uh, and so much fun. And I, I think, bet. Yeah. So yeah. What a different world, huh? It, it's a totally different world than I ever thought I'd I'd be in as I continued to go through the business world. Um, if you told me three years, four years ago that that I would be here today talking about it, yeah. I wouldn't have believed it. So it's been a great journey. It's been oh, a lot of fun. Man, that um, success is hard to define. A lot of people have a difficult time defining it, but especially in the arts. It's really difficult. How would you define success when you're talking about the arts? Well, success to me is, is you know, putting out a product that I'm proud of, that uh, I really enjoy, and that I, I think other people will enjoy. That, that's success to me. You know, with the books, it was always about legacy. So, you know, if my daughter loves it over time, then I, I, there's no that's better success, success than I, that right. I can ever think of. With the music, um, I love listening to it. I find myself sometimes when I'm, I'm listening to my SoundCloud and I don't even realize that I've got it on in the background. And I'm like, I like that. Oh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's, it's that if I enjoy it and I love all sorts of music, mm-hmm. to me, 
that's success because I've put out a product that I would want to hear on the radio. Yeah. And so that's, that's all I really ever need with my music. So you never really um, struggled with um, being authentic when you were putting out your material. You did it for your daughter. And it didn't matter if anybody else was interested or not, right? Absolutely. And, you know, you when when you enter the contest or you get feedback, the editors gave me feedback on everything I've written. And the first round of feedback I got on the Charlie the Caterpillar book was pretty brutal. And, you know, it was, well, you got to change it. This is not the way you write a children's book. People write it differently. And I said, thank you. I really appreciate that. And there were some things that were really I felt, you know, you're right. I should have changed that, and I can't do this. But the vast majority of it, I said, I kind of like it, and it's it's my style, and it may never go anywhere, but but it's authentic. And wow, and it came from having that self confidence at you know at this point in my life to say, I, I don't really necessarily. Everyone's got a different way of doing it. I find oftentimes critics are people who haven't had the bravery to do it themselves. Yeah. But it's easy to be a critic. It's easy to tear something down. It is, you're it's right. It's tough to build it up. So uh, that's all the success I really need is is finding that my daughter likes it and, and you know, if, if there's yeah. an added advantage that it helps other kids as well, then it's right. even better. Right. Wow. Are you surprised at how much um, it's helping other people and how, you know, the 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 invites you're getting to, to schools and events and libraries and did that kind of surprise you? It did. Yeah, that's that's been overwhelming, um, and in a good way. Yeah. Um, and what I found over time is that I really enjoy it. That's more than anything, trying to make a difference in a kid's life. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, uh, I'm supposed to be selling books when I go to events, and I find myself giving them out to kids <laughs> that can't, you know, they can't afford yeah. them. And, uh, you know, the... Uh, this event I was at the other day, the kids were walking by on their way to the podium to get their awards for their writing. Aww. And they kept looking at the caterpillar and the butterfly uh, mascot and like, can I have one of those? And yeah, I, I gave out a hundred of them at that event wow. just, just to the kids because their happiness, that smile that hits their face, yeah, that should be something that, that they have all the time. When you're a kid, it, it's it's innocent and it's life should remain that way as long as you can. And yeah. So... Wow. Has Riley gone to any of the uh, book events with you? She has. She's not, she doesn't love them. Uh, but when, when I wrote the book, uh, What Can I Be Today? That was with the help of Riley. We were sitting at Eastern Market at one of the book fairs. Oh, wow. And this horribly hot summer day, uh, which maybe the reason she doesn't like it is I took her out in 100 <laughs> degrees. Um, and, uh, you know, we just sat there and, and wrote all the different things that, you know, Charlie could be and oh. what Riley might want to be. And, that was fun, and and you know, involving her in the process is, is so much fun for me. Oh, wow! What's your definition of failure? <laughs> you know, I, I think failure to me, I don't know if I have a definition for it, but the one thing I would say about it is, it's never permanent. There are setbacks in life, um, but we've all tripped and we've fallen, and the the difference is, failure, I guess, maybe is just when you don't get back up that last time. And I think as long as you get back up, dust yourself off, there's no such thing as permanent failure. You're wow. just learning. And so, wow. I don't believe in failure. What has been the highlight through this journey? Uh, the highlight through the journey? Um, that's a very good question. <laughs> you know, I, I keep talking about my daughter, and that's, yeah. that's so near and dear to me. Um, but, you know, I think the first time that I, I gave someone one of the butterflies with the beautiful wings— mm -hmm. 
and the, the, she was a one-year-old daughter of one of my employees that, that and her face lit up. Oh, and and it was so natural and and beautiful. Yeah. At at one year, because there's no, you know, they're they're not going to tell you whether they yeah. like something or they don't. Right. And just having that effect on someone, just that thirty seconds of a smile Aww. on a kid's face, um, I, I think that stuck with me more than anything. Wow. wow. Yeah. So it's things Aww. like that that also make you realize you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. They do. It it definitely helps. Yeah. Tell me that I. Think I'm going in the right direction. Yeah. Do you do you ever struggle with self self doubt? Like especially when you first were ready to publish, were yeah. you concerned about you know what people thought or um, if it was good enough? Or yeah, I think you know I think we all struggle with that from time to time. Uh, there's some days where I look up and go, oh, I wonder if that person likes you know what I did, and it lasts for a very a very short time. I actually wrote a, a song called Doubts, which oh wow talks about my you know, my process of learning. And it, it talks about the fact that sometimes, you know, you wake up at two in the morning with that doubt in your head about yeah. what you did. And hopefully it's fleeting because doubts, it's just fear. And, you know, the sooner you can get that fear to leave your body, <laughs> the right. better you are. But um, it's not, everything I write is not for everyone. And I've learned that. Right. There's going to be people who dislike it. Uh, I get sent all the uh, critiques of my book, all the reviews of it. You did? Do you read them? Uh, you know, I stopped reading them. And for that reason, because I don't really care about the highs of it where people are like, best book ever. Right. And I really didn't care for the lows. <laughs> right. Where people are like, uh, do you know how to write? And, Have right. you read a book? Um, and so I stopped reading that at all because it started getting in my head. You know, right. What people, what people think of me doesn't define me. Right. Wow. And that's, wow. that's helped me out through life. The minute I stopped worrying um, I told you I used to have a fear of speaking, and I was very shy. But the first time I did a public speaking event where I'm like, why am I afraid? Because mm -hmm. if half the people here don't like what I said in this speech, I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's a good way yeah. to look at it. And so right. I stopped being afraid, and I actually had fun with it, and I love public speaking now. But years ago, that terrified me, and it was just I was so worried about what other people would think of me that I forgot mm -hmm. to really just enjoy life. right. And so that's what I try to do now is, no, no I'm not for everybody, but no one is. Right. So. That's an amazing wow. mindset to have. That really yeah. is. Thank you. That's a good mindset, I, you know, as a musician who's yeah. out there on yeah. stage getting critiqued. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that yeah that's one of the yeah. things that we used to talk about when she was younger is, you know, you, you don't read the bad but you mm -hmm. don't read the good either, because even the good can be misleading, and mm -hmm. that can get in your head too, and yeah. you get carried away, and yeah, you know, you have a false ego. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a great, it's a great lesson to teach. Yeah. So we squished it really early. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, we should go over to our fortune cookies here because it's about that time. Well, one more time though. This is Andy Gutman. That's G U T M A N. Uh, we have his link up on our site. Check it out if you want to get a hold of him for presentations um, or counseling for your kids. No, <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> parents. Um, yeah, our parents. Um, so kids, if you want to but send the your parents. Music, music's on SoundCloud um, and also on his site. But the site is, uh, one more time. Yeah, it's gutcheckpublishing.com. Gutcheckpublishing.com. And I believe we have that also up on our website. But these books are just beautiful and they're easy reads, which, you know, when you have a long day at work, it's hard. I know what it, that's like back in the day. 
to sit down and, you know, read a, a, a book and explain it. But these are so simple. And if nothing else, I think the message is so uplifting that mm-hmm. it'll just end your day in a better mood and, and make you realize that, you know what, it's never too late to be who you want to be. Um, and then we've got little Charlie here yes. joining us. We're going to post a picture of this because this is so cute. Adorable. <laughs> Adorable. And a, and a great reminder mm-hmm. of all these wonderful messages. So congratulations on your Thank success. You. And we need to have you back on because we want to see. When you have the next 10 books done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want to see where you're so at. So in like two months? You think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Best New York Times and yes. everything else. Or, you know, what I what I see happening here is Charlie becomes a, a kid's show. I was thinking on that. On TV. Or a movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when you're ready to do that and it's releasing, you need to come on the show. So you can say, well, that's what the Nooner girls said. They said it first. <laughs> well, thank thank you. you so much. Thanks for having uh, me. One quick question, though. What sure. is your favorite genre of music? Oh, you know, I love them all. I, you know, I grew up, uh, I grew up in a, an era of funk, and uh, okay, and I, I love get that. that. I do yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I just so had to know. After we are going to. Those. Our tradition with the fortune cookies: we toss the cookies in the air, and then whatever way the prongs are facing, that means that fortune was meant for you. So. That one is Definitely. Andy's oh, there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This, this is Jessica's. Yep. And okay. let's, we're going to read the fortunes and let's end it with um, Charlie the Caterpillar. Yep. Okay. So why don't you go first, Rack? Okay. Well, I got to get into this. Get into this. Uh, let's see. How about it? Hmm. Mine says, people will have great respect for you with Charlie the Caterpillar. Oh. <laughs> you want to go ahead, Jess? Uh, you will meet an important person who will help you advance professionally. Ooh. With Charlie the, the Caterpillar. Caterpillar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. You will always have good luck in your personal affairs with Charlie the Caterpillar. I like this take on the game. That's, <laughs> go that's good. Uh, mine says, there are riches headed your way. With Charlie, Charlie the, the Caterpillar. Ooh, that is a good of one. Of course. Yeah. Natalie? Oh. Oh. She's like, what? <laughs> Let me open it up. <laughs> I was just here to take pictures. <laughs> I was here to take pictures. And I have cream on my hands, so now I can't open it. <laughs> okay. It is a long-term goal will soon be achieved with Ooh, Charlie, Charlie the Caterpillar. Caterpillar. <gasps> All right. Well, congratulations. And thank you for being here today. Thank you so yes, much thank for having you. me. And again, you are listening to The Nooner Show. We appreciate your support and we hope you get inspired to take a leap of faith. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nooner Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at The Nooner Show. And remember, sometimes the only mode of transportation available is, is a, a leap, leap of, of faith. faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith.